and welcome to Mystery Dungeons and Dark Cries, a Pokemon role-playing adventure and the tale of two young trainers and their journey together through the Yume region. I'm Coatsy and I'm your Pokemon Dungeon Master. I'm Jack, I play Felix, a shy but stubborn boy who is a little bit disappointed that his tan from the Misty Islands is slowly starting to fade. Did he get a tan at all, or did he end up looking like a squashy? I, I think his tan, tan lines. his tan is like camo pattern. It just went through his t-shirt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Chuck's tan no, line is more like where he was wearing that open shirt. Yeah, just he's a big just got like a, 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 a tan down the middle of his belly, and that's <laughs> Chuck, about it. Chuck looked like he was trying to enter into Love Island. <laughs> Probably do all right, actually. Not as a ten-year-old. <laughs> Who's going in the hideaway? Anyway, Amer- <laughs> the Americans won't have a clue what we're talking about, so let's move on from that. Yeah, all right. Well, I'm Chris. I, I, play, I play said Chuck. He's the son of a nurse joy. He moved from Pewter City to the Yume region, and he's adjusting himself a little bit. He's uh, He's got to get used to life as a, as a mammoth wine rider. That's chafing. <laughs> oh, yeah, I forgot that Penny Bags evolved. Yeah, with his altercation with the, uh, the antique stealer. <laughs> it's been quite a while since we last recorded, if yeah, I'm being honest. Yeah, it really has. It has, yeah. My fault. Life and writer's block. But we're back, and trust me, this next few eps are going to be epic. Anyway, who's doing the recap? Got a little bit of business to attend to first, actually. Oh, yeah. Jack and I have revolted. We're not doing questions anymore. Or facts. <laughs> or facts. But we're going to ask a question to Coatsy. I like the facts. I thought it gave the <laughs> listeners a more uh, insight into your characters, but, you know, whatever. Apparently, I don't run this podcast anymore. No, you don't. Players I'm revolt. Doing the, I'm, doing the, uh, I'm introducing the show next time as well. <laughs> don't fuck it up. It took me 40 episodes to learn that intro. <laughs> <laughs> so, Coatsy, question for you. What has been your favourite Pokemon battle as a, from a DM perspective? Do you know, it's probably Kraken. Yeah, fair. Yeah, fair. I think because I, I had to research how to do Kraken fight or how it would have been done with swords and shit by that other those other people <laughs> that play with dice it didn't really work how we needed it to work so i kind of had to i chat, had a chat with ian he gave me a little bit of advice and then i just built the whole thing from scratch i think i came up with the um tentacle sucking into the water and then giving the head hp really on the spot in the fight because i didn't realize how much damage cool. you were going to do to the head <laughs> So you, you kept like hitting the head and I was like Well we oh. thought if you take the head away the rest of it will go. Which is what was gonna happen. Yeah. And then I was like, oh this isn't gonna this is this is gonna be really up quick and they're just gonna get away. <laughs> so I was like, uh oh, I got an idea and then but it worked out really well. And uh yeah, I think you two enjoyed it. Even if I listened to that episode recently and Sonic literally did so much damage with that rollout <laughs> i was like oh okay Absolutely channeled whitley whitney's mill tank and it's dead right cool move on um yeah no that was a good one very good very insightful i'll be here all all afternoon <laughs> so we. okay recap really quickly then because there was not loads to recap on yeah, we'd come up with a plan of what we needed to do. As we were leaving the underground, we stopped by the underground market. Pennybags went on a bit of an antiques hunting mission and essentially called out a rogue trader, didn't he? Who was peddling fake wares. And <laughs> during the <laughs> argument, he evolved authentic. into a into a mammoth swine, which Chuck was obviously very happy about as he's now got a massive Pokemon that he can ride about on. <laughs> Well, we were going to leave Square City, but before we did, Adam had a proposition for us. He was, in fact, the gym leader for the town and offered us offered us out, basically. He said, do you want to scrap? Chuck and Felix, being Chuck and Felix, duly obliged. We It was the first time we did a, a two versus one gym battle, so Chuck and I teamed up. 
and it was a pretty lengthy and pretty hard fought battle but as usual with gym fights we came away victorious and yeah after that we pretty much were making our way out of the city we just i think we just dropped down into a concrete tunnel somewhere hadn't we and we're on our way to port nori i swear i do actually try and win these gym fights <laughs> like i don't just let you go there are there have been a few gym fights where i've literally gone when you were fighting cora i had in my notes if you lose then you don't get to go to the temple and you were going to have to go back and beat her later on which i was like no. would, have, would have messed everything up but and i i genuinely think i was one turn away one from turn away that. that one and i think the uh flak fight was it yeah flak was quite close as well yeah. flak was close there are some where i'm just like like i i really need for for story wise i could really do with you winning but at the same time <laughs> i have to always come up with a backup in case you fuck up <laughs> cool good recap Good Thanks, recap. Mate. Welcome. So, you head down the circular concrete tunnel, illuminating the way with the head torches you still have from the mines of Kusano. <laughs> After about an hour, you see a small dot of light in the far distance. And as you continue to walk, it gets larger and brighter, and the air starts to become muggy. And there's a distinct smell of rotten eggs in your nostrils. And I need you to both start me off with a con save. Uh, I thought you were going to say, I need you to both stop fucking making actions. Ooh. 14 for Felix. Oh, I think Chuck's going to shit his pants. That's a seven. <laughs> okay. Chuck is going to fail his con save. He's going to Ralph everywhere. So, Felix, although the smell is really horrible and it initially makes you gag... It's got no last, no lasting effects on you as you head down the tunnel. <laughs> Chuck is poisoned. Chuck, the rotten smell of the eggs almost overcomes you as you throw up, and <laughs> your eyes start to water, and you struggle to concentrate. In the next part of our adventure, if you ever get into a battle, you're going to have to make a um, a con roll before each round of combat. And if you fail, you can't give an order to your Pokemon. Their move's going to have to be determined at random. Oh. <laughs> Sick. I'm sorry cool. I pass that now. That's really cool, though. So, okay. you both try and fight through the smell. Obviously, Chuck's struggling a lot more than Felix is. Felix just keeps burying his face in Grottles bushes to get some fresh air. You try to fight through the smell and you make it to the end of the tunnel, your eyes taking a few seconds to adjust to the afternoon light. You drop down from the circular concrete tunnel and feel the ground squelch beneath your feet as you hit wet, squishy ground. I did put here, is Chuck still wearing flip-flops? But I think you've changed into trainers. No, I've got, I've got, I've got sneakers O'Toole on. Sneakers O'Toole. I'm not taking my sneakers off. <laughs> You look around and you find yourself in a swamp-like forest with thick trees rising high out of the wet, muddy ground and tall wild grass and reeds everywhere. The air is really warm and humid and every time you take a breath it leaves a sticky, foul taste in your mouth. As you look up, the clouds start to form above you and you hear a slight rumble in the distance. But apart from that, the swamp seems just eerily quiet, with the odd bit of rustling coming from the grass and occasionally the sound of bubbling from the large puddles that cover the ground. But, from behind you. 
<laughs> a loud hoot cuts through the air and makes you both jump as you turn to look up at the tunnel you just came out of. Sat on top of the concrete tunnel, with its sharp talons wrapped over the edge, sits a yellowy brown owl-like Pokemon with a large brow and triangle pattern in its plumage. Beautiful plumage. You notice a slight sparkle as it bends its head to the side and stares at you both. Chuck's Pokedex pings. Nocturne, the owl Pokemon, and the evolved form of Hoopoo. This highly intelligent Pokemon often twists its head 180 degrees with its stinker. So you're stood staring at this cocktail. Cocktail. <laughs> <laughs> And there, and there. Peak. Good day. So you are stood. You're this stood. This is why in... we could never do a live action one with people because they just go, "You guys are terrible." Oh, you guys don't know how to play at all. Don't know how to play. You're just terrible humans in general. So you're stood in the entrance to the swamp, and it's like you know when you see in like cartoons or whatever underneath a uh, big factory, there's the like the concrete tunnels that come out. They're always pissing yeah. out with liquid it's like that but yeah. it's it's just that kind of tunnel and there's a knocked owl sat on top staring at you did you say you said there was a rumble in the sky is it raining now not yet but you can just hear oh. like thunder I was imagining Chuck does a, a kind of um, Shawshank style redemption moment as he exits the sewer <laughs> and then throws up because you can't every time you breathe does it still smell like terrible oh. here yeah swampy yeah, the whole that, swamp smells terrible that, okay. the whole swamp is eggy and horrible Okay. Chuck lowers his headband to like round his nose. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't know if that's going to help me with my con saves later. Probably not. Not at all. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So this owl then, what does it want? Well, at the moment, it's just staring at you with its like head to its side. Okay. Chuck says, oh, good day, Mr. Noctowl. And he says, uh, says to Felix, says, give it a salute. You know the rhyme. <laughs> Ex- <laughs> One Felix... Felix looks perplexed and he's like, rhyme? <laughs> yeah, I don't you know, know what one, you're on about. One for sorrow, two for joy, three for a hoot hoot, <laughs> four for a nurse, nurse joy. <laughs> oh, Felix at this point turns his head 180 degrees as he's, look, as he's looking at Chuck. 180 degrees? Felix yeah. snaps his own neck. <laughs> and and it's a solo mission. I need to focus. We need to focus. Felix tilts his head. Felix, yeah, Felix tilts his head to the side, trying to mimic the knockdown, but obviously can't get it quite that far. But he says, okay, leave this to me. Although, do I really want to talk to it? What? No. No, let's ignore it for now. It'll follow us or something. Yeah. Felix kind of looks a bit perplexed, but obviously, as we know, he's not the biggest fan of, of, of bird Pokemon in general. So he's not backing away, but he kind of takes a step backwards and, and turns to, to move away. And he just looks at Chuck and goes, a bit bit weird um i think we can just leave it come on let's try and get out of this swamp i guess you don't seem to be faring too well and chuck just with a, a, a little bit of a burp a uh, sicky burp hiccup goes yeah i think that's a good idea is, <laughs> is the ground underfoot like how squishy muddy is it it's very wet and very squelchy okay is it like ankle deep mud or are we on not, top of not- it not at the moment you're on top of it, but it's definitely okay. like welly kind of. Okay. You should, cool. you should be in wellies. Chuck looks down at his uh, nice fresh white preps <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and says, "What? Well, fuck this! I'm not getting these muddy. Penny bags, come on out. Let's ride." 
Okay, cool. So Petty Bags comes out. He he looks down at the mud as well and thinks. <laughs> he doesn't like getting his uh, his feet muddy either. He gets over it. So Chuck saddles up, climbs on up. Okay, and stares down at Felix. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so off we go. Um, Felix isn't too perturbed, and and Grottle is actually kind of like squelching his feet about, like playing around in the mud. He's quite enjoying it. Mud between his claws. Yeah. <laughs> As you hoist yourself onto Mamoswine, then you're ready to move. The Noctowl beats its wings from behind you, and it flies over your heads and lands on a branch on a tree obviously, on the other side of the area. It's facing away from you, but then it twists its head like 180 degrees to look at you. And after a few seconds, it takes flight again, and it swoops down before disappearing into a narrow gap in the trees that looks like some form of wet, muddy path. Ooh. Maybe the Noctown is like a, a spirit guy. Yeah, I was just thinking that, yeah. Felix turns to Chuck and goes, You settled up there? Ready to go? Yeah, we're pretty we're pretty comfy up here. <laughs> Suddenly, there's only space for one on this harness. <laughs> Felix gives him a begrudging look and goes, "Okay, no worries. I'll uh, I'll stay down here just in case. I don't know. Anyways, <laughs> that knocked us. Seems to know where it's going. Let's um, let's head for that gap. This is your realm of expertise, so I'll uh, you lead on, Ranger. Yeah. So, as you get to the start of the path, you see a pink glow hovering in the darkness above the ground and you hear a familiar cry and the pink glow rises a few feet and then it just shoots down the path onwards okay can I do a history check to confirm that I what I think it is is what Chuck thinks it is you may do a history check natural 11 what's history for yeah, you, it, it's me. Yeah. <laughs> it's me. It's me. Chuck turns to Felix and says, Was that, that was Mew, right? Did you hear that and see that? Yeah. I mean, yeah. Odds that it's out here. Come on, let's, we, let's follow it. Maybe we can finally, well, maybe you can finally talk to it. Come on, let's follow it. Felix, I need a deck save from you, please. I rolled a 16 and I've got a plus one, so a 17. You've been stood there talking about Mew, and as you take a step forward, your the sole of your foot is a bit heavier to pull out, and it's as though you nearly like you nearly kind of lose your shoe. You know, like when it gets okay. stuck in the mud. But you catch it just in time, and then start making your way down the path. Okay, interesting. As you both get through the gap in the trees, you hear some rustling behind you and something large and slow moves through the long grass and you just hear a little rumble of muck. <laughs> oh, he grabbed you. That's a bit spicy. So, we're going to make our way down the path? Yep. Yeah. Okay. Picking up the pace here in this noise and realising that Felix got a little bit stuck when he was stood still. He's going to pick up the pace a little bit. So he's not he's not running or jogging, but it's a, a brisk walk, um, trying to make sure that he's keeping moving at all times. Pace with Mamo. He's like crashing through the undergrowth with his... Uh, you know when you see... Um, you know that guy from Tarzan? When he's like ha- slashing his way through the... Uh, like with a machete, like cutting yeah, through the undergrowth. he's doing that with his tusks, just... You're making your way down the path and the wet ground is squelching with each step you take. Even more so because Mamo Swine is like... It's like... <laughs> <laughs> and the air is still really thick with the foul smell. If anything, it's getting worse. 
And after a few minutes of walking amongst the thick trees, you hear the hoot of the knocked owl and see that it's perched on a vine above you, hanging between two trees. And it watches you as you pass under it. But as you turn back to look at the knocked owl, it seems to have disappeared. <gasps> I know. Spooky as fuck. <laughs> or just spooked. a really quick flyer. <laughs> You follow the path with large trees either side slightly elevated off the ground with roots spreading beneath them and spreading wide into the ground around them. Then at various points along the path they sort of stick back out the ground again in like small bark covered arches as they bury themselves back into the wet mud. So it's just a very swampy tree jungle kind of feel. As you walk you notice the ground is getting even more soft and squelchy and you can you're sort of kicking up dark clay, that kind of mud, with every step you're taking, especially Mamoswine, who's starting to get really irritated with his fur getting all matted. He's going to need a good wash after this. He needs a, he needs a trip to the groomers. And before long, Mamoswine's legs and Felix's legs are just completely covered in the wet mud. And you notice a warm mist that's starting to sit around waist height. You can still see where you're walking, but your vision is getting slightly obscured as to what's underneath you. So like, occasionally you'll trip over a little branch or Mama Swan will just kick up a root. The path bends slightly and you come to a wide clearing with only a few of the same thick trees dotted around the area. The rest of the area is covered in long grass and reeds that sit in the warm mist you notice walking down the path. The sky is completely greyed over and droplets of rain are starting to fall and you notice them splashing in the large muddy puddles that cover the ground. The area itself seems full of wildlife and you can see and hear a number of different things going on in the area. So from the other side you can hear some kind of musical tune coming out of a long patch of grass. Somewhere in the middle, you see a flash of red as something flies into the air before falling back to the ground. And then another red blur flies into the air before falling back to the ground. And then zooming around one of the trees, slightly away from you, is a butterfly and a dust ox, and something is causing a really big disturbance around there. So, you can either press on, or you can explore and see what's going on. But we're going to do something different. So normally we have fights and shit. Nah, fed up of doing some fights. <laughs> They're coming. Okay. They'll be coming up. So <laughs> before you charge and going in all guns blazing with all these Pokemon about, especially you, Chris. What? What's the I'm going to give our listeners a treat and I'm going to... Um, you've got like different sort of challenges that you're going to have to overcome and uh, I'm going to dish out XP and rewards based on how you choose to approach each of the encounters so if I think you've done a really good job you'll get more you might get some stuff for you you might Pokemon might get a bit of XP or you'll get nothing and everything else nice okay. okay that sounds good so you've got musical sounds the red blur or the beautiful and the dust docks. Fuck Timmy and Jimmy. <laughs> First of all, though, Chucky's going to recall Pennybags because he's looking down at his uh, his phone. You can tell the Pennybags is getting visibly more irate. He's got one of those, you know, those little like red crosses starting to appear on his brow, <laughs> like in the anime. It's like it's, it's okay. We'll take you to the groomers. We'll get you a night, you a nice shampoo bath later. Come on back. Thanks for the ride. If there's musical tunes going on, it's got to be Chiro's kind of environment. So out he comes with a with a flourish and with his trombone. 
Yeah, I, I'm, I'm up for the, the musical notes. Are we splitting up here then at this at this point, basically? You don't have to. You can go together. Okay. We'll see that, that Chiro comes out and immediately starts plodding off towards this <laughs> musical note trying to get a he's, tune he's with his trombone. He's making like a melody with his trombone. Looks like... <laughs> Sweet. He's just soloing over the top of it. Okay. Just riffing. Okay, then. So you make your way through a large patch of tall grass and the ground is still squelching with every step you take and you can like it's it's getting wetter and wetter as it starts to rain you can hear a musical tune coming from behind the tall grass so how are you going to approach it stealthily well chiro's not that stealthy he's soloing over it but <laughs> i was just wondering the the musical tune is it like um like verse and repeat is it just a continuous melody? Is it repetitive? What, tell me a bit more about it. Roll uh, investigation. Natural 19, so I'm going to say that's a 21. Um, it's like 20. A, a 20. almost like a composed kind of tune that is very melodic. Does it sound natural or man-made? God, that's a difficult question. Um, <laughs> it, does, it sound, does it sound like Ludicolo's like trombone? Or, or like yeah. an no, instrument, I, or does I, it sound... It's more natural then. Okay, cool. Like a so- singing or a po- like Pokemon or or a creature is making w- the noise. I wouldn't say it's not singing, but it's a musical melody. This is exciting. So yeah, my my question when you said when I said it was melodic, it was more like is it one of those? I don't know how to describe it. It's like ask and repeat. Imagine dueling banjos. No, it, it, it's more like a symphony. And then Chiro goes. <laughs> no, it's more like it's it's more like a symphony. Okay. Okay, so is As we, I need to know what Churros, how Churros approaching this more than I need to know how you guys are apparently. So. <laughs> well, I think he's he's not one to be shy, is he? Overly, he is. Um, he's trying to harmonise over the top of the melody. He's found a little place within the the symphony for his trombone. I wouldn't say it's like full uh, crescendo. It's like you know, quite smooth. You know, not too intimidating. So in that case, he's just going to sort of like emerge from the tall grass, playing with it, rather than jumping out and like yeah. just oh, okay, okay, fine, yeah. cool. We'll go for uh, we'll go for slow and cautious then. <laughs> so like you, imagine a Peter, Peter and the Wolf. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so you you slowly wade through the grass. And at this point, Churro's just by your side. And you reach a point where, although you're still hidden, you can see a group of red Pokemon. Three of them are really small, with yellow chests and a pair of small black antennae on each of their heads. And with them is a similar-looking but larger Pokemon, with two black wings on its back and a large black moustache. And your Pokedex pings Cricketop and Cricketune. The Cricketot and the Cricketune hear the sound of your Pokedex and they stop playing. And the larger Cricketune turns to look in the grass. And as that happens, Churro steps out and plays, depending on what he's going to roll performance-wise, could be either beautiful or really horrible. He has, uh, he has a skill in performance, so I get advantage. Yep. One's a natural one. 
Oh, God. And then the other one's 11 plus. Does anything go on top of that? What's his charisma bonus? Minus one. <laughs> we'll just leave it at 11. No, he doesn't get anything on top so, of that. So 11, okay. So 11. Um, yeah, so Juro steps out and trips over and then in the grass just like pitter patter it's sort of like a little beat as he pitter patters and he sort of realizes oh, actually now this is kind of cool and he starts pitter pattering and then starts playing the trombone to match the melody that the cricketot nice. and cricketum are playing and the cricketot although he notices you he immediately starts to smile and turns back to the cricketum and starts to compose and Juro jumps in the background and just starts playing his trombone <laughs> very nice to go with it um, after the performance is over Chuck just gives a, a round of applause with the round of applause going off the Cricketot and the Cricketune all bow and then Ludicolo <laughs> does a massive bow as well knocking over one of the Cricketot and it sort of gets stuck on its back and um <laughs> The Cricketune drops something on the floor and goes to pick up the Cricketot, putting it back. High fives Ludicolo before the Cricketot and the Cricketune then turn and head off into the grass. Cute. That was really nice. You notice, because you did what I thought you were going to do, that the, crick <laughs> the Cricketune drops two gold balls on the floor. Oh. Two Ooh. gold balls, two gold looking rocks on the floor. And you pick up a nugget each. Ooh, lovely. Nice. I'm also going to give Churo 2,000 XP. Very nice. Good performance. Well done, Churo. Oh, that was to ease you in on the challenges. But yeah, okay. effectively, you just had to not scare the shit out of them and kind of join in and make a tune. I like it. <laughs> I like it a lot. So, you've got the Red Blair or the Beautifly and Dustox. So, during this performance, obviously... Pratchett's not the most melodic. Um, he was trying to rustle his bushes a little bit to try and, Do you, not you know, make... <laughs> yeah, yeah, he was just gyrating in the background, <laughs> just dancing to it. If he was dancing, do a performance check for uh, Grottle. <laughs> okay. I mean, that is a natural nine. I'm not going to give him any XP for a natural nine. <laughs> it wasn't the most gracious of the uh, of the twerks. No, it's uh, his feet were kind of getting a little bit stuck. He couldn't quite get enough purchase to really get it going. So he just was a little a bit out of time. His bush, bushes were rustling, putting him off. Halfway through, he just kind of lowers his head and stops. And he is then fixated on these blurs that are jumping out of the tall grass and slowly starts to saunter off. Still with the party, but he's very much focused on that rather than the musical performance. So Felix turns around to Pratchett and goes... Hey, do you enjoy that, buddy? Pratchett, where, where are you going? And at that point, Felix also notices the blurs jumping out of the grass and sort of crouches down a little bit and goes, OK, let's go investigate, and starts to skulk off with, with Pratchett towards them. Yeah, and knowing that Churo just at risk of another trombone performance says, Churo, great performance as always. Come on back. Norris. Norris. Let's see Norris, shall we? Norris. You sounded really British earlier as well. Oh, okay. Okay, Pratchett, <laughs> let's go. Oh, how Come on now, Pratchett. Come along. Come along now. Oh, darling, isn't that Tea such and, the Tea and crumpets. 
so in front of you, you can see from one of the patches of grass, a red blur flies into the air and then it falls back down. And then another red blur flies into the air and then it falls back down. And as you get closer, you notice that the red blur is actually a Pokemon that looks like it's being flung into the air with a reddish orange body and two pincers in front of it, small little legs and two mushrooms on its back. Your Pokedex pings, Paris. <laughs> okay. Paris, the mushroom Pokemon. Paris burrows under the grounds and gnaws tree roots. The mushrooms on its back absorb most of the nutrition. That's so these these Paris are just they're jumping in the air, or are they being like flung? Let's get closer to find out. Okay. Felix hears his Pokedex go off and listens to the, the description. He's like, huh, that's odd. I thought I thought Paris were ground dwellers. I didn't really think they had a jumping ability. Come on. Let's go see what's going on. And he just, yeah, sort of ducks down even even lower. So he's sort yeah. of his head is about the same height as the the long grass. Yeah. So if, if there's you know something that's doing this to them, he doesn't want to disturb them. So he's just kind of trying to make his way through the grass to get a, a better look. Roll me stealth with disadvantage because of the squelching floor. Oh, does my camo not come into play? No, because you're not. You're not wearing camo. Wearing anymore, camo. Are you? You're wearing oh, a, no. a suit, a short. A, you're, a, you're, a, you're wearing, a wearing a short. my short suit in this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, now you wouldn't need the camo. Yeah, I wouldn't have had time to change, would I either? Oh, Felix's high tops are going to be ruined. Uh, I guess Chuck's alongside Felix. Felix is just taking the lead on this, so does he need to do anything? Uh, a stealth with disadvantage. So that would be a 16 or a dirty 20. So a 16. Okay. Fine, yeah. You're very stealthy. So you walk through the grass. You stop just before a patch of muddy water. You almost can't believe what you're looking at. It's a bit confusing to the eye. (laughs) And there's a strange-looking pink Pokemon with a long pink tail and a small round head. It's standing in the middle of the water, holding what can only be described as a giant upside-down red mushroom with two large orange pincers and two beady yellow eyes. And your Pokedex pings, Licky Tongue, and Parasect. <laughs> okay. Licky Tongue, the licking Pokemon. Its tongue is twice the length of its body, but it can be moved like an arm for grabbing food and attacking. Parasect, the mushroom Pokemon, and the evolved form of Paris. It battles using poison spears that spread from the mushroom canopy on its back. And I want you to roll me investigation, both of you. Uh, so 23 for me 17 so on closer inspection the licky tongue is holding the parasect upside down and is licking its mushroom like a lollipop (laughs) one of the paris scuttles over clicking its pincers at the licky tongue who turns its head and uses its long tongue to throw the paris into the air and then goes back to just licking the parasect a second Paris then scuttles over and the Lickitung just turns around and does exactly the same thing, just tossing it into the air. And you can see that the Lickitung's eyes are almost just like glazed over as it's just stood there just licking, <laughs> licking this parasite. Like, literally from the bottom to the top of the mushroom, it's just like, Lickitung, 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 Licky! 
as it throws the power <gasps> Lickitung. Oh, if I didn't have such a stacked team, I'd love a Lickitung. So, that's what's in front of you. <laughs> I have no idea how to approach this. You've got to figure out what to do and how to do it. I have no idea on this. Well, other than just yeeting the Lickitung. <laughs> do the Paris seem to be enjoying it? Uh, no, they look fucked off. Right, okay. <laughs> So the Paris are like trying to stop, uh, are trying to get the Parasect back, right? Yeah, they, yeah, it seems like that, okay. Well, Norris is really busy just sucking some sap on a tree. <laughs> <laughs> he, he's not even near you, he doesn't give a shit. He just flew off. <laughs> Norris, come back! <laughs> I see this, I see this all the time in the Misty Islands, darling. This is nothing. <laughs> I have an idea taking the lead from a previous fight and encounter that we've had Felix realises what's going on here that the, the Paris and the Parasects are not willing participants in this and the Lickitung has basically got high off the <laughs> off this Parasect teach this Lickitung a lesson in mutual consent <laughs> so Felix kind of looks a bit perplexed Upon closer inspection, can see, like you say, that the Lickitung has its eyes glazed over. It's clearly under the effects of whatever, you know, ooze is coming out of this parasect is, is getting him high or whatever status ailment that it's under. Lickitung, Lickitung, Lickitung. Should we give it Ian's berry? Well, I wasn't, I wasn't going to give it Ian's berry. Looking in my backpack, I have a couple of lumberries. So lumberries cure any negative status effect. Rather than trying to hoy it into its mouth from here, which... We've done with success previously. I will put the berry into one of Pratchett's bushes, to the top of Pratchett's bushes, rather than us jumping out and spooking it and maybe potentially causing a, a big scene and then having four Pokemon on us. I'll send Felix Will, crouch down, put this berry in the bushes, as I say, and goes, bit of an odd ask, but we need to help these Paris and Parasects out here. This Lickitung, I don't think it means it, but it's clearly off its tits. Getting its rocks off. Yeah. <laughs> it's off its tits. I'll put this berry in your bushes. If you can saunter over there and make it look as appealing as possible, see if it can eat this lumberry. That should help cure it. You got that? And Pratchett kind of, almost like the Noctowl, tilts its head to the side and looks a bit confused, but gives a nod and goes, Grattle. I'll go, I know you got this, buddy. Get in there. And I will send Pratchett in. Almost like, you know, like a bit of a burlesque kind of show with its bushes, kind of like, da 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 <laughs> Okay, th this this time, picked up by you, I want you to give Pratchett performance, but with um, adv you can have advantage this time. A five? I'm glad you gave me, <laughs> me uh, uh, advantage, because I've got a 19 on the other one. Okay, yeah, cool. Pratchett just one foot really slowly, so it is like... Da -da 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 -da. And then, and then you just bushes. hear a little rustle of the bushes. And the Lickitung's just stood there. And he's just like, lick dang, lick dang, lick dang. And then, oh, <laughs> and he slowly turns his head, and you can just see his eyes are like green. Oh, no, his eyes have been glazed over with red and yellow spots. And he just, and he doesn't clock Pratchett, he just sees the moving bush, and he just drops the mushroom of the parasect, he just drops the parasect into this puddle who quickly just scuttles away as fast as it can and Lickitung just starts to head over to Pratchett all spaced out and then Pratchett realises what's going on as this pink tongue just flies <laughs> at the bush and you just hear like as Pratchett's like feet just start to spin in the mud and then 
for about 30 seconds they're just running in a circle with the licky tongue just chasing Pratchett just like ah, I'm <laughs> and then eventually the, the tongue hits the berry and it eats it and you just see the licky tongue's eyes go back to normal and it sort of shakes its head off but then sort of looks around for the parasect and just runs off into one of the bushes <laughs> and well played yeah well played Pratchett can have 2000 XP for that one Sweet. good job once the licky tongue's gone from behind your feet where you're crouching or you're like the back of your legs you feel and hear like a little clicking sound and the parasect somehow has got behind both of you and although you turn around with like a huh! Heracross licks it Heracross just oh flies God. over. Roll me con on Heracross. This might Fuck. come in. This might. You might need this later. That's a 17 natural. Oh, he's fine for now. <laughs> the Paraset clicks its pincers and then scuttles backwards back into the long grass. And you see that it has dropped you two blue mushrooms. Okay. So I've made up blue mushrooms. They're a new item. We'll put them in our stuff. Nice. The blue mushrooms have different effects when you take them. So you've got to roll a roll of D6. <laughs> on a one, the consumer is healed by 1d20 Ooh. on a two the consumer falls asleep on a three <laughs> the consumer is confused four they're paralyzed five poisoned and six all of the above oh wow <laughs> what okay so i thought we'd take inspiration from that fight in the misty islands where you hoid the berries at the pokemon <laughs> yeah and we i've given you one each one time use you won't get any more of these they will not work on a not certain, work on they will, they will not work on a certain pokemon at the end of the campaign <laughs> if that's who you end up fighting with <laughs> just, it's, we're not even fighting with pokemon we're just throwing berries <laughs> I mean, actually, to be fair, it could work on it. We don't know. That would be I'd have hilarious. to check. On a nat 20, it would... Uh, that would be a con A nat 20 is a nat 20. <laughs> that would be a con check with major advantage. But yeah, nat 20 is a nat 20. Anyway, yeah, so you get you get two uh, blue mushroom each. Don't mix them up with your normal mushrooms, Felix, because I know you're a vegetarian. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Trust me, that will fuck you up. Okay, so that is two of my challenges down. There is one more, the Beautifly and the Dust Ox. We still see them from where we are. Yeah, they are. What's happening with them again? They're just buzzing around this tree, causing a kind of a commotion. Norris sees this, and then his eyes kind of like start to sparkle as he sees the tree. You can see like bits of sap oozing out of it, so it just starts like gliding towards it. Okay, it's a good job neither of us picked Bulbasaur at the beginning. <laughs> Otherwise, Norris just wouldn't get off it. Yeah. <laughs> so you approach Norris and the old-looking tree. And it seems really out of place in this like open area, but it, it it's like it's obviously been there a while. It's it's not necessarily alive. It looks a lot more dead than all the other trees around you. And there's a butterfly and a dust ox that are just flying in circles around the top of the dead branches and occasionally swooping down behind the tree and then rising back up and resume circling. And as you get closer, you see something purple oozing up the side of this tree. And as strange as it looks, it seems like it's slowly getting higher up the trunk. And I want you to roll con again. Chuck, you've got to roll with disadvantage because you're already feeling really shit. That's the little uh, natty one of the day. <laughs> oh, 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 no. Oh, Chuck is not doing well. <laughs> so. Weak stomach today. Felix, the air is filled with an even more vile smell much worse than the one of rotten eggs that you've been smelling since you got into the swamp but with your nose pinched you can edge closer and you see 
that the purple ooze has eyes and a mouth. And your Pokedex pings. Muck. 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 Chuck. <laughs> the- Chuck's like Stan, you know when Stan sees Wendy in South Park? Yeah. So the air is already filled with like a bad smell, but this vile wave comes over you and it's so much worse than the rotten eggs. <laughs> and you feel something just build up inside you and then you just, yeah, you just vomit oh, no. where you stand, your eyes watering and stinging and you struggle mm. to get any closer to the tree and everything you do at this point is going to be it, it just in this little scenario here is going to be done at disadvantage. <laughs> okay. And your fine. Pokedex also Love brings it. Muck. Muck, the sludge Pokemon, and, and the evolved form of Grimer. From its body seeps a foul fluid that gives off a nose bendingly horrible stench. Just one drop of this Pokemon's body fluid can turn a pool stagnant and rancid. Okay, so Felix sees, and Chuck doesn't really see anything because he's got his eyes shut at the moment, just crying, trying not to throw up again. But the beautiful and the dust stocks are taking turns swooping down and slamming into the muck's back. Even through Chuck's streaming eyes, you can see that there is something stuck in muck's back. The first object looks like a large spiky pink egg, but with two gleaming red eyes flitting from side to side. And you see two yellow spikes attached to something red and spiky, with a small white spike either side that are shaking erratically, and that sits just above the egg. Surprisingly, your Pokedex pings again. Wormpool and Cascoon. Wormpool, the worm Pokemon. Wormpool live primarily off sap from trees. The suction cups on its feet keep it from slipping. Cascoon, the cocoon Pokemon, and the evolved form of Wormpool. Cascoon makes its protective cocoon by wrapping its body entirely with a fine silk from its mouth. Encased within a tough cocoon, it endures attacks and never forgets the appearance of its foes. If I were to evolve Whalmer now, <laughs> with the force, just eject them from the muck? Um, it could do. It could also destroy the tree. Oh. And knock out the muck, and hit the butterfly, and the dustox, and the Wormpool, and the Cascoon. <laughs> and us. <laughs> and us. <laughs> and you. So seeing seeing what's going on, and obviously with that investigation check, being able to see that essentially these two Dustox and the Beautifly, I'm assuming they're either part of their pack or their children or, or whatever, and they're obviously just trying to get this these Pokemon out from the muck. Thinking about it and knowing that if we go and just attack the muck, we might end up damaging, you know, hurting these two sort of baby Pokemon essentially, and that's obviously not going to sit well with the beautiful and dust docks as we've discussed before if felix wasn't ever going to be a pokemon trainer he wanted to be a pokemon ranger so he's you know trying to keep the surroundings clean and make sure that all the pokemon that live in the swamp are cared for and, and kept for so felix will crouch down and just pat pratchett on the head and go he's done a great job buddy but i don't think this is quite in your wheelhouse come on back get a rest so i recall pratchett and i'm going to send out inky poison and ghost type so this might work out quite well so he's going to turn to chuck before we do anything here and just explain so, the. do you want to do anything just yeah just going to explain the plan saying this is what i'm going to do I'm going to send inky in to try and pull one of the pokemon out so chuck's idea then is to use something he's been holding on to for a very long time which is a pink poffin which gives the user camouflage so he's going to give that to norris the idea being that norris can also try and just 
muscle out these Pokemon from the muck. So <laughs> he's like crouched down, he's, he's got his hands on his knees, just trying to take big, big deep breaths <laughs> in. <sighs> Alright, Norris, just, uh, just, uh, just eat this and then just help out Inky. He'll tell you what to do. <laughs> and just, yeah, just go throw, throw it up. Okay. Cool. So, Inky being poison ghost type, he is immune to mucks. I'm going to say charm. <laughs> I need Norris to make a con save. thing is, if I fail it, I've got guts. True. It's a natural 10, so it's 11. I'll, I'll allow the pass on the con save. Okay. Just. Cool. So N Norris is like... Ooh. Ooh. Okay, I'm fine. He nearly brings <laughs> up the poffin. <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. So what happens when you send them in then? Obviously, Inky being a ghost type, and he's got a skill in stealth, so he's going to kind of float into where the beautiful line dust docks are. And, and join like a bit of a, a carousel of them so it doesn't look too suspicious that he's just jumping out in front of the muck and then after the beautiful I say for example drops down Inky is then going to drop down with his two ghostly hands and just kind of dig them into the muck and try and get the cascoon out okay let's roll it's either going to be dexterity or strength I would say it's probably going to be strength because he'll get there quite easily but it's whether he can pull one of them out or not Okay. Do you want me to do the same for the Wormpool? Yeah, Norris does the same. He's flying in with like with his horn to try and just crowbar it out. Yeah. Okay. Uh, that's an eight for Inky. Oh dear, that's a four plus. <laughs> uh, it's a nine. The muck is moving about and he's wriggling and wriggling and wriggling and Inky just can't, can't pull the cascoon out enough to release it. Norris manages to get its horn in and under the worm pull and starts to get a bit more of the worm pull out, but it, it's still kind of stuck like half in. You see another two set of like white pincer feet just like shaking. So now there's four of them <laughs> being like. <laughs> so, yeah, so you first attempt fail. The muck is just starting to shake and he's becoming even harder and harder to get a grip on where he is and how you're going to get in him. Okay. Felix seeing. Inky struggle to pull the cascoon out and seeing that Heracross is probably better, yeah, probably the better Pokemon in this, is a bit stronger, physically stronger to, to pull this out. Felix kind of beckons Inky over because he doesn't want to get the he doesn't want to get the attention of the muck. So Felix is kind of from the bushes, his his head sort of pokes out in his hand and he's like, Inky, Inky, come here. Leave the heavy lifting to Heracross. I want you to put that muck to sleep. Try and make things a little bit easier. So I want to send Inky in to use hypnosis on the muck. Okay. Probably a good idea because I was going to go for a different approach, but this is a better approach. <laughs> Fuck, it means I've got to make a muck. <laughs> <laughs> Just guess. So Inky goes in then and starts trying to hypnotise the muck and it looks like the muck is drifting off and then he just sits there wide open. He's just like, muck. <laughs> Plan B. Inky looks very panicked. His eyes go very wide. He's like, oh, shit. Norris is like straining against. He's just still levering his horn up inside the muck. Uh, and the horn starts to glow white. And he just thinks, well, if we can't put it to sleep, we're going to put it to Norris. So, <laughs> so he is he's activating a horn attack. But I'm going to say not a full strength one, just to like give him more. You want to increase. Okay, so you can get the leverage with advantage then this time. So strength okay. with advantage. 
25. Okay, so you were going for the worm pull, right? Yeah. So the, the worm pull just like pings into the air <laughs> as Norris <laughs> manages. like snapped his Yeah, it's like whoop, boom, bing, and just like flies up. And the, the beauty flies just like, whoa, and just like <laughs> slowly, it like darts upwards. And you just see a um, a little purple beam hit the worm pull. And then the beauty fly slowly brings it down, controlled with this purple beam, and places it in a little like nook in the tree and the nice. worm pool goes inside and um yeah it's all just like oh my god that was so traumatic <laughs> but the cascoon's still in the muck okay at, at this point then let's go for another hypnosis but if it doesn't work at least it's kind of like providing a bit of a distraction yeah when okay. Hans does hypnosis he uses his hands as like little metronomes to try and get it to sleep so if it doesn't work you can kind of turn it into a bit of a dance at least or something and keep the muck's attention while Heracross continues to dig muck sleep check was a nine so he nice. fails that and okay. Inky in his first attempt at trying to hypnotise it was doing quite well but he still had some muck ooze on the back of its hand so it didn't quite work but doing the, the hypnosis movement has flinged that all off now so he's got a clean motion and manages to put the muck to sleep oh, cool nice yep. muck now the muck's asleep. asleep can i just get on a, like heracross get on a bit further in there and yep. grab the cascoon with uh i'll do a u-turn yeah i'm trying to use the momentum to like catapult myself back out of the muck okay yeah go for it so yeah that's a 26 yep that's fine so yeah heracross grabs the cascoon and with the momentum of this u-turn jolts up into the air backflips and lands back on the floor um holding the cascoon and the dust ox sort of comes down and with a little flying nod just grabs the cascoon takes it up and then places it safely onto one of the branches and the beautiful and the cascoon just they keep swirling round uh, the top of the tree but they seem a lot happier as they do it the muck wakes up and lets out what you think is a really happy it's like oh muck <laughs> it's like a really happy cry and it slowly just droops down the tree you see the patches where the cascoon and the wormpool were slowly just like filling themselves again with this like slime and it just heads off into the tall grass and you just hear like muck 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 and he's just going straight off and then <laughs> he goes off into the tall grass and the air around you starts to clear and become more bearable but going back to that eggy smell again Norris and Inky can get 2000 XP nice lovely well done solve that one um, the beautiful and the dust ox swoop down and land in front of you before taking off and going back to the tree and when you look down Felix sees it Chuck's still trying not to wrong. <laughs> you see that there is a small purple orb and a small purple arrowhead on the floor and you pick up a toxic orb and a poison barb with Heracross doing the U-turn, he comes back, he flings this cascoon and the worm pull up in the air. <laughs> and then he's just, he looks like he's about to throw up as well. So Chuck just like points his ball to the side and scoops him back up. And then I'm going to call out Mako because he's actually got a skill in medicine. So I'm right. going to say just, Mako, can you just like, just root in my bag, find me something. And uh, <laughs> he pulls out, he pulls out a lava cookie, one of Boomer's lava cookies and hands it to Chuck and Chuck doesn't look at it and he just eats it okay so <laughs> Chuck is you'll lose the effects of the muck completely 
but you're still going to have to deal with the yeah. smell of the swamp. You are no longer poisoned. So you look around the area and you see that everything you sort of noticed before has either disappeared or calmed down. And then on the opposite side of this open marsh, you see the pink light and hear the cry of Mew. <laughs> the light seems to be moving in like a circle and then it zooms off into a gap between some of the trees that enclose the area. That noise kind of snaps Chuck out of his sort of sick feeling. He suddenly isn't thinking about that at all. Phoenix is quite happy. He feels like he's done his duty in this swamp. Same as, as Chuck, as soon as he sees this pink light and knowing what it is, his focus is immediately switched to that. He just turns to Chuck and goes, we've got to follow that and starts to head off towards it. I need you to both roll me survival checks. Ooh. 16. 17. 16 for Felix. Okay. Jack, I need you to roll me 2d6. With a 16 as well, you... Oh, God. So that was close. I got a 3 and a 4. You make your way across the area, heading in the direction that the pink glow shot through the trees. And Felix has taken the lead. Suddenly, he stops... And from behind, it looks as though he's just sort of disappeared in the long grass. Chuck runs forwards and sort of skids to a stop as you see that you're stood in front of a large dark puddle that seems to be slightly different in colour to the rest of the ground. And on closer inspection, you notice it's not a puddle at all, and it's just a large circle of thick, liquid-looking mud-like sand. And about seven foot in... Waist deep is Felix. Oh, fuck. What? Felix turns in this muddy sand to face you with a quick motion and then all of a sudden just drops even lower. Oh, God. Uh, only his head and his shoulders are above the surface of oh, the God. sand. No, so, no arms or anything, literally just... Um, you've got, you've got, yeah, your arms are out, so you, it's okay, ar yeah. armpit height. Armpit length, okay, okay. Right. So, how this is going to work is much like combat. So you're going to get rounds to try and get Felix out. <laughs> fuck. Felix, you can't reach your Pokeballs, okay. and you can't change your active Pokemon. Yeah, okay. You can try and use the environment to help. This is mainly aimed at Chuck. So, like, if you want to go and get a tree branch or something, you can. But it's going to take you a turn to get there and a turn mm -hmm. to get back. So it's not... You can't just do it in one movement. Okay. Each successful action, or whatever you do that helps Felix, will bring him closer to the edge by a couple of feet. One foot could be a two foot depending on how well you do it yeah if felix drops under the surface you're gonna have to try and pull him back up to the surface and it won't bring him a foot closer right okay while stuck in the mud you're gonna have to pass swim checks right okay i'm not gonna tell you what the pass is <laughs> felix in the mud but i'm gonna tell you that <laughs> in you're, you're gonna have to pass in order to keep your head above the surface if you want to move closer to the edge yourself you've then got to make further checks and if you fail these there's penalties for it okay how many pokemon can i use at once one fuck okay right <laughs> just get everybody out yeah pretty much <laughs> if you go under the surface you're gonna have to make survival checks or you're gonna 
drown. Okay, thankfully I am proficient in survival. <laughs> Peter <laughs> Colo just comes out and plays a really macabre tune. Just, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just as just as I'm sinking, his trombone just going. So there are a couple of other things that will could happen, and when we get to that, if we get to it, I'll let you know. Okay. Knowing Death you two, saves, you're going to put. No, could could happen. Uh, knowing you two. You're gonna do this really easily, and the hours I spent making this up <laughs> is gonna be wasted. But we'll see what happens. We'll see. So we'll go round one. Uh, Chuck, it'll go you, then Felix. Okay. Right. Okay. Felix is just kind of sensing himself sinking. It's just like you say. He's kind of put his arms above his head so he can try and do something. But he's just sort of like muttering under his breath. He's like, "Don't panic. Don't panic. Don't panic. You got this. Breathe. Breathe." breathe and then he sort of just goes Chuck uh, hand would be just great about now yeah Chuck looks he looks at Felix and says don't worry just stick on in there I'll get you out yeah boy use a sand tube just try and disrupt the earth beneath him we'll roll to hit oh dear uh, 14 Gabai uses sand tube and disrupts the ground beneath Felix and with a sinking feeling, Felix drops under the sand. Oh, good. Oh. <laughs> he's, just, he's just dropped now. Yeah, you can't see him. His head's under. Are my hands still out? Nope. Everything's completely, gone. You are completely submerged. Brilliant. Round one, that was a terrible idea. Well done, Chuck. This has been Chuck's Brilliant. fun all along, just to kill off Felix. <laughs> right. Felix. Yep. You are... Dead. You are submerged. I need you to make a survival check. A survival check. Okay. And this will put you back on the surface if you pass. Please pass it. Again, thankfully, I've got a plus seven in survival. Um, so 16. Just. <laughs> so <laughs> Fe- Felix scra- just just manages to scramble and pops his head and his, gets his arms just on top of the sand. And just you just look, you're looking at Chuck. You're just like, what the fuck, man? <laughs> yeah, Felix pops back out. He's like, <sighs> okay, okay. Um, Chuck, I know you're trying to help, but don't do that again. <laughs> yeah, yep, <yeah>, noted. <laughs> Felix, this is it. My turn now. Is that was that my turn? Uh, that was your turn. Okay, cool. So. As Felix gets up to the top, you notice, scuttling just beside the sand, a Paris appears. <laughs> what, is, what does he want? Yeah, so from the tall grass, a Paris appears, and it, it sort of stood there, and it assessed the situation, <laughs> and it doesn't quite know what to do, and it's just, it's just blinking, like, oh, what have I walked in on here? <laughs> okay, yeah, um, can, I, can I talk to it in a, in a, yeah. pa- a blind panic? Yes, yeah. So Felix will use his, his speak with animals like, at this point. Giving that awkward look, just like, I'm gonna leave. Yeah. <laughs> you can use it as a bonus action, talk with animals. Sweet. Yeah, Felix kind of locks eyes with his Paris and he's like, hey, hey, buddy. Hey, hey. He's trying to be as calm as possible, but inside he is genuinely fearing for his life. He's like, hey, buddy. Um, can, can I tell straight away that this is the one we helped earlier? You can tell. Okay, by the, cool. By the by, the freckles on his mushrooms. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely. Okay, Felix is like, 
Oh, hey, hey, hey there, hey there, Mr. or Mrs. Paris. Hope you're having a good day. Um, I'm in a little bit of a pickle here, as you can probably tell. <laughs> um, could you maybe help me out or go and get your other Paris and Parasec friend and try and get me out of this mess? So I basically the... just want to try and ask to, to get, you know, as many Pokemon that we've you know, well, the Paris and Parasects at least to try and come in and help out in any way they can. Uh, nice. The Paris blinks at you and just Homer Simpson gif esque just backs, <laughs> just backs into the bush, just backs straight back into the long grass. Felix's Felix's head just like droops and sort of like headbutts the ground and really and like gets mud all over his face. And it's like. <sighs> No, don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> Face pops up and he's just mud mask. <laughs> yeah. Uh, right. We're on round two, Chuck. Back to Chuck. Okay, Chuck just shouts to Felix. Says, just don't don't go anywhere, okay? Um, let's, okay, let, yeah, let's let's try something else. Um, Mako, good job, I, I, I guess. Trying to kill Felix. Um, penny, penny bags coming out. Okay, we'll switch. What, <laughs> what are you looking like that for, Jack? <laughs> Worried. <laughs> And then, what, so what Chuck wants to do, and this might take a couple of turns to do it, is tie the, the escape rope that he's got to Pennybags, throw the one end to Felix, and yeah. then Pennybags okay. can try and reverse him out. out. Like okay. a, a, a trailer pulling a car out stuck yeah. in the mud. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So how you tell me like how many turns I'll need to do that? So switching was one turn. Yeah. I would say tying the rope to like round his tusks. I probably and, and throwing it, you can do. I'll say playing with the rope is one action. Yeah. So you can tie it to his tusk and then throw it to Felix, and then pulling will be another action. Okay. okay. So uh, going to be there'll be stuff that Felix is going to have to do if he's still yeah. alive. Yeah, right, you've got to stay above. You, I like I like how you just mentioned that really really under your breath. Then there'll be stuff that Felix has to do if he's still alive. <laughs> right. <laughs> Don't kill him off. So Felix, you're still yeah. above the quicksand for now. So first of all, I need you to make me a it's, it's a swim check, which is Dex. Dex. So you, dex use, you can use a Dex modifier. Um, Seventeen. You pass the swim check, so you keep your head okay. above the ground. So you can okay. now, now you get a turn. Okay, cool. You can attempt to move closer. At the moment, that's really all you can do. But you can attempt to move closer to the edge. Can I use Inky to help here to just sort of grab both my wrists? I, I, what, what I basically want to do is say to Inky, grab my wrists and pull me forwards. Yep, that's fine. And then I'll, yeah. I'll give you advantage on the strength roll to try and get forwards not really thinking straight felix is just kind of wanting to get out of this as quick as possible he's trying not to move too much because he doesn't want to sink himself any deeper so we're just kind of like okay okay breathe breathe inky just grab my wrists and, and just pull me please just pull me cool so strength check with advantage and christ you gave me advantage one of those was a natural two uh the other one is uh will be an 18 Okay, with an 18, you move forward a foot. So you're now only six feet away from the edge. Oh, God. I'm, I'm glad I didn't roll two, two, D6, two sixes on my D6. Then you're 12 feet into <laughs> Oh, yeah, that was the... Okay. Okay. This... <laughs> the mud the, comes out. The, oh, the God. Par- 
the Paris reappears from the uh, grass and it's just blinking at you again. You can tell this time it's the other Paris. So the Paris has gone away <laughs> and it's told its mate to come and help you and it's the other Paris. Go have a look at this, this fucking... And, yeah. and the, so the other Paris is stood there just blinking at you like, uh, you needed some help? Yeah, not, I'm not too sure how a Paris is really going to help in this scenario, to be honest, but Felix is like, hey, hey, buddy. Hey, thanks for coming along. Reckon you can... I don't, I don't know how, what they can do. There's a reason why they're number one on the on the dice roll for which Pokemon <laughs> comes to help. <laughs> <laughs> There's not a lot they can do to help. No. Felix is just like, thanks for, for coming along to watch and hopefully not let me die. Felix is trying to rack his brain. Obviously, he's still, he's still quite panicked, but he's just like, anything you can do to help would be just fantastic. The Paris blinks a couple of times and then again just slowly backs off into the tall grass leaving you where you are and we're back round to Chuck okay so now Pennybags is out and he's still not happy about being in the swamp but Chuck says look I, I know look, I'll upgrade I'll upgrade your shampoo you know like we'll, 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 you know we'll, we'll sort you out don't worry you'll be you'll be looking primo just trust me on this and then he also shouts out into the, just into the general wilderness he's like Mew one of the chosen ones is going to die. So if you want to show yourself, that would be a good time. And so, yeah, so I'm going to tie the rope around Mama Swine's tunks. Tunks. Tusks. Tunks. His tunk. And you're going to throw it to Felix. And throw the, uh, yeah, the, the other loose end to Felix. Yeah, so I... No, the throw's fine. I need Felix to make a dex throw. Come on. 12. Yep, that's fine. You catch the rope. Yes. Oh, yes. Good. Felix, I need you now to make me a swim, swim check. check. That's a natural two. A natural two. Fantastic. So you <laughs> you sink below the surface. Your head drops under. Oh, I'm still holding on to the rope. You are still holding on to the rope. So you okay. just see his hands. Your hands are just under. So I need you to make me a strength check. Um, but I got a natural 19, which turns into a 21. Okay, fine. So you're luckily, as you sink, you keep hold of the rope and you just manage to pull it above. But it's just your head's above the surface now. Okay. <laughs> but you nose just like you can feel the rope in your hand under the mud. Felix comes out now. Is like his whole head is caked in mud. You can just see like it's sort of dripping off his eyebrows. So he can he can just about see what's going on. But he sort of he takes in a couple of breaths. He just breathes in mud, which is like <laughs> sort of spits out, and he goes, "Okay, Chuck, um, I've got hold of the rope still. Yeah, we're working on it." Penny Bears is like revving up. <laughs> um, so the the Paris reappears, and you're like, "Oh, for fuck's sake!" But this time, it's brought a dust ox with it. Right. Okay. okay. Who is looking at you and flapping its wings above the Paris? Is it blinking at me as well? No, this it seems more like it's like, oh, what a okay. Predicament. You just you hear it say to itself, oh, what a predicament. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what's going on here then? Felix is like, yeah, just a small predicament. Chuck. So I'm going to tell Mamaswine to to not go too fast. I just slowly ease Felix out of the out of the mud. So he like rears his head back using the length of his tusks at the moment to yep. gradually pull Felix to, closer to the edge. Okay. Okay. Felix, I need a strength check from you. 
to yep. make sure you can still hold on to the rope. Seven. Felix lets go of the rope. Off of Mamasine pulls too much. A little then. bit too hard, yeah. And the, the rope just slips out of his hand. You still got hold of the rope. But, right, okay. you, but you didn't get pulled out any further. Okay, it just gave me like a little bit of rope burn on my hands, essentially, as it comes out a bit too quick. And you're okay. still above the surface. Right, you're still back, above the surface. It's back to you. Swim check first. Um, it's a natural six on my swim check. <laughs> you're going to drop under the surface again. For fuck's again. sake. My dice have gone cold. Uh, <laughs> Super survi- cold. Like Felix's body soon will be. Uh, and now it's survival. Oh, Jesus Christo. That's better. That's a natural 18 plus service 7, so a 25. Okay, again, you go under and you just burst out. You're still holding onto the rope, but you are you're struggling. Just bobbing up and down. Just yes. bobbing up and down. Yeah, Felix, Felix now looks just like a swamp monster when he comes back out. There's like nothing, you can't really see <laughs> any of his features or anything anymore. His hair's just caked in mud, like just like a little bobble on the top because he's got his top knot in. The butterfly shows up and you just hear... Oh, Dusty! What? Whoa! What's going on here? <laughs> As it surveys the uh, the area. Okay, so Felix is like, ah, 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 hey there, beautiful eye. Hey, um, if you could help old Dusty here do exactly the same thing, that would be just just dandy, please, please. So I, I, I basically want the the beautiful eye to try and do the same thing. So whenever. Um, Mama Swine tries to pull me out, they'll sort of flap their wings and try and loosen the, the top of the sand a bit to okay, cool. give me a bit more purchase and pull me out. Right, Chuck, we'll go around to your turn. Yep. So you're going to do the same thing again? I think same thing again, yeah, just um, maybe a bit slower. Yeah, okay, so let's go advan- uh, strength roll from Felix. That's a bit better. Uh, 17? Yep, that's fine. So you stay hooked on let's roll strength on mama swine and i'm gonna let you do it with advantage because you've got both the beautiful light and the dust ox helping sort of soften the sand okay rolled a three and a six with it's uh it's 11 with the skill oh oh, fine yeah so 11 with advantage so he pulls him so mama swine pulls felix and you get another two feet closer to the edge yes am i still just armpit deep no now you're waist deep Oh, okay. tie the rope around your waist. Good idea. Cool. So with that pull, Felix holding on tight and the, the power of the mammoth swine with the butterfly and the dust stocks helping out, he's able to get, as you say, sort of his waist out, sort of lets out a bit of a, a sigh and goes, okay, okay, we can do this. What I'll do is tie the rope around. Have I got enough slack to tie the rope around me? Yeah, you can tie the rope around. Yeah, you. cool. So I'm going to tie it around to his feet. Goes, goes under his armpits. So it sort of lassoes himself round under his armpit. So hopefully that'll keep him from going under as quickly as well. I need you to make me a swim check while he's doing it because he's kicking away. Right, okay. Uh, That's a natural 10. Because you're waist deep, you sink lower to your armpits. Right, okay. But you manage to get the rope around your waist just in time. (laughs) The Paris shows back up. (laughs) (laughs) With a a bowl of popcorn. (laughs) (laughs) And it's just munching away. (laughs) And then the second Paris shows up. And it too, they just stood there just like, this is fantastic. (laughs) Um, And we're back round to Chuck. Great. Uh, Well... I'm just wondering, is, is Felix in a position now where I could get Mama Swine to give him an almighty yank? Risk it and see. I think Mama Swine's had enough. <laughs> he's, getting, he's getting more more and more muddy. He's getting more, he's getting muddier as well. He can feel it clogging up between his little toe beans. And he's going to use his charger feet 
He's going to turn around and he's just going to start stomping the other way. He says, right, right, you're coming out, whether okay. you like it or not. Right, roll strength and advantage. And what is... Yeah, 21 plus whatever. <laughs> yes, we'll call it 21. So with a messy, muddy, like... Felix just pops out and flies across the ground, and then kind of kind of gets dragged a bit along the floor. You're just like, "Mum, mum, penny bags, penny bags, stop!" <laughs> and then penny bags just comes to like a skid. And it's like, "Oh, oh, thank God!" And it just it just turns around, shakes off the rope from its tusk, and just heads straight for Chuck. Just like, <laughs> penny bags put me away. <laughs> I imagine the inside of Pennybags' Pokeball is like just so super, like so it's, pristine and. Just I tell like, you what, it's like is um, he's got a chaise long and he's got like. <laughs> it's it's like um, one of those classic smoking rooms. So he's got you know lots of leather bound books. It's, it's uh, the fireplace is on one of those sort of high backed chairs. It's like a. It's, it's got a wing back. It's a bed for Mamoswine, but it's sort of a high backed leather chair in front of the fireplace. He's got a red silk robe that he wears. Yeah. <laughs> With just PB in embossed on it. <laughs> on it. <laughs> Oh, I need that drawn. Okay, <gasps> so Chuck just wipes, um, like wipes his muddy headband and says, "Phew, what a sticky situation, eh?" Felix, like, is he sort of doesn't stand up straight away. He's just kind of like on all fours, just sort of breathing quite deep. He, he's kind of got a few little cuts and stuff on him now after the uh, after being pulled out just through, you know, the roots and sand and whatever. It just sort of takes a minute, and he's just sort of like, "Thank Arceus, I'm still alive." And he sort of slowly gets to his feet and just sort of like doesn't really he, he can't wash himself obviously but he just starts to wipe as much mud off his face at least as he can and just kind of looks down and just sees he is just completely caked in in mud chuck looks at him and says all right let's uh i'm gonna hose you down he calls out churro <laughs> and because in in swamp areas nature power is bubble beam Right. So I'm going to use okay. that to like just wash Felix down. Just a soft bubble beam. Yeah. Like soapy bubbles. Okay, cool. Completely soaked. Feeling a little worse for where Felix is. And Chuck, you're still, despite all of that, we never did anything at a disadvantage, but I haven't forgotten. <laughs> Felix might be dead otherwise. Yeah. The adrenaline got you through that, but now it's over. The smell of rotten eggs just Hits fills your again. nostrils. And as soon as churros bubble beamed and cleaned off Felix you just throw up on the floor it's like oh god I do not feel good bits of lava cookie all, all inside that yeah you just vommed up that lava cookie Felix also throws up just from the, the adrenaline wearing off and the fact that he nearly died ooh sick friends <laughs> no one's ever said that <laughs> <laughs> Night is starting to draw in. Darkness starts to fall on the area. And you're surprised to see small little flames start to ignite around the grassy marshlands. And you turn to see the gap in the trees where the pink light disappeared. And you can see a, like, a faint flickering among the trees, slightly lighting a direction to go in. Well, our heroes have survived their first day in the swamp, but as night closes in, what will it have in store for them? What and who? Episode 54, The Lonely One, drops in two weeks on March 29th. 
So if you haven't already, make sure you've subscribed so you don't miss a thing. You can also leave us a review and rating on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, so if you could take the time, we'd be forever grateful, and it really does help us push the pod. While you're subscribing and reviewing, you can also join us on Discord to talk to Jack, Chris, and myself, as well as lots of other fans of the pod about all things Pokemon and MDAD related. Just follow the link in the episode description. As always, thanks to Chris for sorting out the music, and thanks to you for listening. Right, that's enough from me. See you next time.